Hello, my friend. I've got a wonderful treat for you today. In this episode, I interview a woman who just ended decades, decades of waking up miserable, dreading work, even though she was a very senior executive and it had a ton of success and it was affecting all aspects of her life. And she just followed a process and in just a few weeks is now waking up happy every day and she's not faking it. And she's having tremendous success at work to go along with it. And she's going to tell you how she did it. So please listen in, take some notes if you want to. And I want you to realize that she's not any different from you are. She just followed the steps in the process and allowed herself to be coachable. And now she feels like the person she was actually born to be instead of the fearful person that her brain had turned her into. All right, enjoy. Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. I want to welcome my guest, Michelle, and welcome my listeners. And this is the Work Life Brilliance podcast. And I am so excited because we have a special guest here who has an inspirational story to tell you. And I hope it gives people hope who feel stuck with stress, self doubt, um, any not worthiness story, and any overwhelm at work, you know, the usual stuff that plagues human beings. So, I'm going to start this conversation with Michelle by just thanking you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. So you and I met about three months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> so why don't you just tell us why we met? Like, what what was it that was troubling you? What were you mm. like back then? Wow. Okay. I came to you, Denise filled with quite a lot of um, self-doubt and I felt as if I was getting in the way of my own progress, my own success. I was self-sabotaging really and um, that would play out in a few different ways. My perfectionism was rife. Um, It would stop me from uh, starting things because I was, you know, too worried that, oh my word, what happens if it's not going to be perfect? Um, Can you I was give me an getting... example? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to I'm going to do yeah. it. You know, I will. Um, what? Give me an example of things that you would pr- try to perfect. Oh wow! Okay, so if I was uh, thinking of a new strategy, um, where to start with that? Who to bring along with me? Or if I was um, thinking about bringing about new change, how would I start that? And I just wanted it to be perfect at every stage and it would just block me from getting started, which was a real issue because I needed things to move along. Mm. Yeah. And those are big things. I'm just curious, did you also try and perfect little things? Oh, I perfected everything. (laughs) 
I perfected everything to the point that I would be thinking of every scenario before I'd even start. So what do they call that? Analysis paralysis. Yes. <laughs> that was that was my French. <laughs> and um, I just knew I needed to find a way to get rid of that and get rid of what I was telling myself. Uh, so I suppose I needed a lot of help by the time I needed you because I had actually perfected these bad habits for quite a few decades. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just wondering, do you want to share any of the bad habits? Um, I think that I have a tendency, well, yes. So I have a tendency of just jumping into the deep end with quite a few things and I've enjoyed quite a bit of success with my career to date. Uh, but some of the things that I had formed bad habits that weren't serving me well anymore was working exceptionally long hours, um, leading me to burn out, not being my best when I was, you know, in family life, uh, not knowing when to stop refining something, that the idea that something is just good enough is okay. It doesn't need to be perfect because the other person I'm delivering the product to or the strategy to is not looking for everything to be perfect in their mind. It just needs to get the job done. If you had to guess, how many hours do you think you spent overspent, like overworked because oh, of perfectionism and worrying and... Um, yeah. Okay. Well, there was a point in time I was working seven days a week and averaging 16 hour days. Oh my goodness. So I was literally at a point in my life just working. That was it. Nothing else. No room for anything else. And okay. I, I did not under, I did not ask for help either. I couldn't bring myself to that. I can't even imagine that you, because the you I know now is so light and has so much ease, but I want, I want you to tell us like, what, what do you feel now? And then we'll talk about how you did it, but what is it like now? Oh my word. It's a complete 180. I'm just happy. I literally, I know I can see you almost laughing at that. I was so miserable. Um, I just I just feel innately happy. I wake up ready and excited to start my day rather than dreading it and getting all those anxious knots in my stomach. Um, I just feel calm. That is, that's the overriding two feelings I have, happy and calm. Wow. And what's happened to your work hours, your work life, and your personal time? Oh, well, I've got those barriers going. So I'm a, I'm a nine to five <laughs> person now, but the amount of work that I can get done in that amount of time has dramatically increased. Um, yes. And it just means that I, can get, I get to go home and I get to be more present. For my daughter, who is young, and we get, you know, there's enough energy, enough in the tank to, to play and just be with her, help out around the house and, you know, just be a better partner. Mm. It's good. 
I know you think I'm laughing and I guess I do when, when you say I'm ha you're happy. Um, I'm just, it's like a happy in me that comes out when I, mm -hmm. when I see you're happy. I want I thought you'd appreciate this. So I have this calendar. I have an old school calendar because I like to circle dates when people have milestones. And this is the month. Look what this says. Work is love made visible. Yeah. And that is how I feel. Like when you say, I'm just happy. And when you have these breakthroughs and when, when everybody who works with me has these breakthroughs, I just feel like such a deep love that it has to come out in a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such, it's, <laughs> it's such, I, I'm just so blessed that I find people like you who are ready and who are willing. And on a scale of one to 10, I don't even know how to, how to ask this. So first, just tell me when we, when you first started with me, of course, you didn't really know me and you didn't really know what this was going to be. I mean, I mm -hmm. told you the ins and outs, you know, 12 weeks, we go through a, pr a process yeah, but you you didn't really know what it no. was. So on a scale of one to ten, ten being you had absolute confidence that you would be where you were right now, feeling what you were right now. Where were you on the spectrum? Oh wow. Okay. So when I first started, I was a little, I was a little skeptical. So I think I would have started at a good healthy six. And, and as I progressed, I knew I was going to get there really, or I just knew just by looking at the modules, it just broke it down for me in a way that I could understand. And it was easy enough to stick. You know, when you, um, you know, when you read articles and you think, oh, yes, I'm going to make this change and implement this in my life, and it doesn't really stick. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I think I went from a six to a 10 pretty quickly because, because I could break it down and I could use it on a daily base. And once I mastered a few little foundational, you know, a few little fundamental skills, I started feeling peace quite, quite quickly. And, and then we worked on the rest. Um, yeah. And now yeah. I would say that my default position when it comes on a scale of one to 10 of happiness, my, my default is really about a 10. And then life might get a bit, a bit challenging throughout the day, but I, I can get myself back up closer to a 10 if something challenging comes along quicker than what I did before. Okay. So that explains why you, you made some very big transformations early. I think you could see mm. this is working, this is going to work. And then you allowed it to work and yeah and you could see that it was going to work because i wasn't just sticking strategies onto your old self i helped you create a new self very early mm -hmm. on and then quickly give you the strategies to prove to yourself oh i can do this this works yeah completely this works so you didn't have to fake anything you just showed up. At, I, has anybody noticed? Has anybody called out that uh, that you're different? That because you are different at work. You're you're happy, so you're in a completely different energy field, and you're yeah. emitting happiness and yeah. patience and empathy and curiosity, 
which is yeah. so rare in the workplace. And I just got to think that somebody's picking up on your energy. I, I think that quite a few are picking up on my energy. My bad days are very are much rarer now <laughs> than, you know, being that as a constant default. Um, and the ability just to adapt to change in a positive light has um, definitely um, been noticed. Yes. And what do you think is going to be made possible in your life and in other people's lives that wasn't possible when you were in your state of analysis, paralysis, anxiety, worry, all the stuff that oh, wow. comes from self-doubt and perfectionism and overwhelm? Yeah. Um, I'm able to get on with the more exciting aspects of my work and move and grow into more challenging areas that I want my career to go into. So it's freed me up, all that stress worrying about, oh, you know, how's this report going to be taken or, you know, that type of thing. It's like, no, 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 look, I'm going to plan to do it. I'll worry about it then, but I'm not going to spend all this time stressing about it until the point that I have to do it. So, um, yeah, how yeah. do I, how do I no, explain that's that? That's big. Yeah. Also, you are going to become more influential. So you're going to be able to create in the greater good. And you do a lot of in the world that's for the greater good. But yeah. Because even just you giving, well, you having, making an influential request or setting up an influential meeting, but you described a, a presentation you had to give, which we call conversations to groups. We don't call them presentations. Oh, yes. They're conversations with groups. But you described how that was fun and easy for you. When before you would have been in your perfectionist mode oh, yes. and not have been nearly as influential. Oh, completely. Um, yes, I, I used a few of those techniques that we spoke about and I just, um, I forgot about, I, I just shifted my emphasis. It's not about me. I know the content. It's about having a conversation with the people I'm talking to and by shifting my frame of mind and composing my body so I was, I was feeling good, um, I got comments at the end of that presentation because I, I had to follow a really hard act. I had to follow someone who was a really good storyteller mm -hmm. and delivered a really powerful presentation. I thought, how am I going to follow this? And the presentation ended with people saying, wow, you're a really good presenter. And I, I've never had that. I've always been the type of person I can do it if I have to, but I'm going to go, you know, with my, my knuckles, white knuckles and my <laughs> everything clenched. <laughs> and so, um, and I've never had that kind of response before. So, uh, people were enthused. People were, um, involved in, uh, the program that I was discussing and, uh, excited about what we were going to do with it. I was really, I was just so blown away, especially by that comment. You're a great presenter. It just, I've never heard it anyway. <laughs> wow. So just because you got rid of the fear and mm. you changed your attitude about it, you showed up as the real you. I did. You showed up as the real you, which is now the happy, calm mm. you. Yeah. And let's add influential to it. 
because you're magnetic. Now, this energy that you have, that people can just sense that you're so sincere. When we have to fake good because we're hiding so much self-doubt and stress, people can sniff it. There's something off. They don't know mm. what it is. They can't name it. So they just come up with something, you know, and they might say, oh, well, she's standoffish or yeah. she thinks she's so good. You know, all these things that somebody might think of somebody who's very put together and beautiful like yourself. And meanwhile, you're just trying to hide that you're in deep fear mode. <laughs> That's right. I was like a duck underwater, <laughs> calm on the top, going like this underneath a thousand miles an hour. That's what the heart was doing. I think the fundamental shift has um, has also helped me be more approachable and not that I would consider myself confrontational, but as everyone does in their work life, people have difference of opinions in teams and um, rather than uh, trying to hammer forward a particular thing that I wanted to see happen, try to understand someone and really unpack that from where they're sitting and how they're feeling has really um, allowed me to up my empathy and an understanding of, of others where before I think I was coming up against a bit of a brick wall, I was being quite challenged by that, not knowing how to um, reach someone. Mm. Yeah. So you flipped it around. You used radical curiosity to mm. make yourself psychologically safe because yeah. everybody's walking around with fear. Everybody. And when you flip the script like that and say, no, I want to know what, what their concerns are. I want to know yeah. what's going on for them. Again, you become not only powerful because you become influential, but you build relationships and you build trust. And nothing happens without that. That's right. It's, it's massive. Massive. I will never forget something you told me. So when you got to, so we have, we have seven modules in the program, right? Mm -hmm. When you got to modules four and five, I said, so how are you doing on the modules on overwhelm? And you said, well, they're very good, but I got it all sorted. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm doing a terrible Michelle accent, but I had, I got it sorted because you were so overwhelmed to begin with. And you had so many normal, but bad practices that were causing you to work longer than you needed to. Mm. And just by doing the first modules and learning how to manage your brain and use the steer model and create a new identity for yourself. All of the self-sabotaging behaviors just went away. Yeah. I It was a game changer for me. So all of your little cheat sheets I have literally pinned up uh, in front of me at work. And I realized that I spent so much time, you know, that internal narrative. Um, and that was, that was going uh, on overdrive for me. And I was getting, that was distracting me. And um how should I put this? I was spending too much energy focusing on things I didn't really need to focus on. Um, so by having those little cheat sheets and and just quietening my brain and giving myself a new narrative, I was just able to to get more done and be happy about it. It was it was really quite um, 
it was quite a game-changing moment for me, really. I thought, no, I'm not going to not going to worry about that I have no influence over that um so I'm not going to I'm not going to worry about that I can't I can't waste time on it and it my day just um literally opened up you have now saved yourself so much time because you're not busy time traveling correct worrying about ooh things I shouldn't have said things she said things that might happen in the future that's right. what if i screw this up just like present that's right and um my brain i noticed my brain i was in constantly in the future state what if what happens you know and by just um realizing exactly what you said that i can't control what this person thinks nor is it my business you know it just pulled me down, just allowed me to be more present. And, and with presence, I just felt more calm. And if something does, because as life does, it just throws you a curveball every now and then. And, and, it, and you know, at work, priorities change, things you've got to, you've got to uh, pivot. I know I shouldn't use that word after the pandemic. I feel like we've pivoted around into a circle. But um, <laughs> I'm just able to be more agile and, and Jewish with not so much mental um, clutter. So I am so happy for you. And I also want to underscore what you just said about the cheat sheets. Hmm. Because you're not trying to remember everything. You have it in you. Like you have the ability to go into peace, to go into calm, to come to the present moment. But then why make it hard? Yeah. You know, once you once you get in that place, just access what you need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I need to do. So I love that. We're always going to need tools because we're always going to get thrown off center. But once the foundation is there. Yeah. Then you don't need much. No. Even to the point now where I just might have a few little words, you know, dotted around my, my pin board in my office. And if I'm feeling a certain way, I can just look at it and it will just bring me down. It's like I can give, I can give certain things to myself. I don't need validation or to seek in others. And, um, also just recognizing the type of emotions that I'm in charge of and not to expect that from someone else. The little EDs, <laughs> you know, avoiding those. Avoiding those situations, knowing that I can, I'm, I'm, I'm more in, how do I say this? I'm more in, in charge of my emotions and not letting my emotions run my day, which is lovely. It's huge. And just to clarify for people who may not know the significance of the ED is that most people, when I ask them, what do they want to feel? They will say something like appreciated, loved. And then there are words that don't end with ED, but are like seen, heard. What was one of your favorites? Do you, do you want to say which was the one you wanted to hear the mm. most? Oh, I had two favorite ones, loved and appreciated. I think those are the big ones. Those are the, those are the ones that are pretty common. And now you're a walking beam of love. You just are love. So why would you even need like 
somebody to show you just know oh i know you love me like <laughs> it's okay i'm good uh, i have love it's good yeah 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 it's it's totally it's totally been a game changer and when you are uh, filled with love like you um people will, are more inclined to show love oh right? completely <laughs> Completely. And you know, what's also really funny is that when I come from that position, I naturally am more understanding, curious and empathetic, but I'm also more courageous. So even though some things are scary, because we all have challenges in life. Um, yeah, I'm not paralyzed by it anymore. I can act irrespective of it. I think someone said the other day in one of our coaching calls, you know, getting better at doing hard things, you know, so I'm just getting better at doing hard things. Yeah. And then the hard things don't feel as hard. That's right. You mentioned the coaching calls. I'm just curious. Um, a lot of people have never experienced this hybrid approach of one-on-one -on -one coaching, online modules and group coaching. Mm. What what was, I, uh, you know, I'm just wondering, how did that work for you? What was the benefit of being on calls with other amazing women who look, you know, like yourself, they look like they got it together, but then they can come and share in a safe environment. Mm. What was, what was that like for you? What was the benefit? Oh, wow. There are a few benefits with Ash. First of all, I realized I'm not the only one <laughs> who suffers from all sorts of things. Um, but uh, so there, there was comfort in finding, you know, my group, that there are others out there. And what I found really quite interesting because I would have the theory and I'd have the exercises through the modules, so I would have done the exercises and the reading. But I found that having a group coaching session and me being able to sit back and observe and listen was able to cement the theory in it a little bit more with me. I sometimes can suffer from um, once you're in a situation, it's harder to navigate. And I don't know what's happening with my brain there, but um, having it being illustrated for me with someone else working through a similar issue, really thought, oh, okay, so that's what that looks like. And that's what that feels like. And it just helped illustrate that for me a bit better, cemented it cemented it for me. Right. So, yeah, your brain is more relaxed because it's not protecting your identity. Yeah. And you can suspend your normal reality and hear it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, you know, we all learn in different ways. And I'm a visual and an auditory learner. So um, that kind of mode really worked for me. I'm glad. So what advice, if any, do you have for women listening who feel stuck, who feel overwhelmed, who feel self-doubt, who feel like they're not enough, who feel like they have to fake it, have to overprove, and even though they're overworking, they're still watching people pass them by. Uh, what advice? would you give them? Oh, my word. Don't think any more about it. <laughs> Get on board the program. It's obviously, it's, look, I couldn't be a bigger champion of, of the program. 
but I just wanted to let people know that it works. It, it's in bite-sized chunks. And for me to go from an anxious, a daily anxious state filled with worry and fear and not wanting to put my hand up to further myself and my career or my personal life, um, to go from that to happy where I've read self-help books, I've done other courses is, is huge. Um, I, I honestly want to let people know that you can get to a happier state. It's possible. And this method works. And I, I just don't want people to waste time because I don't know how much time we all have. You know, I've had two near death experiences in the last four years and I feel like, oh my gosh, I just feel so much love when somebody has the courage to do what you did. And that is just say enough is enough. I, mm. I've read enough books. I've done enough things. We have our new person in the group who we calculated had done 14,000 hours of self-help. If she mm. took how many hours for how many years she's been doing it. She's gone to two Tony Robbins events and Tony's brilliant. I love Tony, but he's not going to personally coach anybody except, mm. you know, the millionaires. So just stop it. Just, just stop wasting your potential and your time. And then if you do join this, they got to do like you. They got to yeah. just, even if they're at a five or a six in terms of certainty that this might work, they got to just take the courage and step in and see what yeah. it's about. And then just do the things. They're not hard things. They're not hard things, <laughs> but wow, they're powerful. They're powerful. Um, oh, I just couldn't be happier. Honestly, it's been, it's been an absolute game changer with my family life and my work life and even past pain. It's got me to a place where I can forgive and let go. And that is lovely knowing that I don't have to carry all this pain <laughs> that uh, you accumulate as you get older through life because we all make mistakes, but it's nice just to let some of that go and uh, feel lighter and look back now going forward not so much regret yeah you literally are rewriting your past that's module two <laughs> you're rewriting your past and internalizing it mm. so then you're also going to rewrite your future yeah because you have a completely different future ahead of you now yeah like when we think of how your daughter would have been different as a result of having the mom who's stressed out and anxious yeah. and how your marriage would be different if yeah. that if you were that partner. Yeah. And I just get grief just thinking about it. Like I am just so grateful that you're the real you now. Yeah. And I also get to pass down the tips to my daughter who yes, will now do. be more aware as she's growing up and facing her challenges through life. And that brings me so much joy. I have a 15 year old and people say, Oh, I'm sorry. You have a teenager. I'm just like, you have no idea. <laughs> I have. And she just took the Enneagram. She's your type. Oh, <laughs> I'm yay, not going to say what it is. I'm not going to oh, say okay. what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just did. Sorry. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to have her take mine because we know mine is highly validated, but I could totally see that that's her type. And, mm. 
you know, as if, and it makes sense because she feels a lot. Whereas other types, we numb. And your type is like, oh, so sensory aware. And, yes. but my daughter is now, I mean, she's like yourself in that she feels joy and peace and authenticity all the time. Yeah. All the time. And the other day she comes up to me as I'm working and she comes up to me, she puts her hands on my shoulder. She looks me in the eyes and she says, I am so grateful for you. Thank you. <laughs> and then she it's, said, don't die. <laughs> yeah. Live forever. <laughs> that is so lovely. That's so lovely. So that's going to be, that's going to be your experience now is yeah. watching your daughter not have, she's going to have normal dramas, right? Mm -hmm. But she'll be able to handle them. Yeah. And talk about them and process them. That's right. Have in a healthier way. <laughs> That's right. And do it in a healthier way rather than these kind of um, building up this bad habit of uh, beating yourself up on a daily basis. And gosh knows how many times a day that might happen. Right. Or the, the fear of not measuring up, which I can't even imagine. I wasn't around when Facebook, you know, I mean, I wasn't, Facebook was not around in my teenage years. Mm. So the more we can protect our kids from this not good enough and comparison story, uh, just the more the world's going to benefit and they're going to benefit. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, love. I'm so happy for you. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise, join her in the Work-Life Brilliance Academy where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.